For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Russian President Vladimir Putin called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance, quote, objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS summit in South Africa, as Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to drop. As demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar also weakens. That's why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Text MONICA to 989-898 for your free info kit on gold. Thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews you can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Just text MONICA to 989-898 to claim your free info kit from Birch Gold Group right now. Hey guys, I'm Monica Crowley, and this is the Monica Crowley Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here on this Tuesday. We are kicking off a brand new week, and I'm happy as always to have you with me. This is your go-to for hot liberty, a safe space for all of us thought criminals, independent thinkers, and happy warriors. Don't forget to check me out on social media. On Instagram, I am at Monica Crowley underscore. And on Twitter and True Social, I am at Monica Crowley. Also by email, I am at Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. Again, Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. Drop me a note. Let me know what's on your mind. I love hearing from you guys. All right. Later this week, billionaire John Katsimatidis will be here with his incredible story of coming from Greek immigrants. By the way, I was just in Greece. An amazing, amazing place. John Katsimatidis came from Greek immigrant parents and having nothing to building a hugely successful business empire. He's going to be here to tell us that story and bring us advice on how we can all do it with the right mindset. Oh, Monica, I can't be a billionaire. Well, you might be able to be a millionaire. And who knows? Is America still the land of opportunity? We're going to ask him that because that's going down the drain really fast too at the hands of the Marxists. So are we still the land of opportunity? Can we still, with the right mindset and ambition and vision, can we still build what John Katsimatidis has built? We're going to ask him all of this. 
because not only is he a good friend, but he is truly the American dream. So this story you are going to love. Also, later today, we're going to be joined by my longtime friend and former prosecutor, Kimberly Guilfoyle, with the very latest on the Trump legal cases. A lot to talk to her about, and we'll get the inside scoop. So stay tuned for that. But first, the Monica Memo. George Orwell's Animal Farm and 1984 were meant to be warnings against tyranny, not instruction manuals. One of the most famous lines from 1984 is this one, and it's one of my favorites because it's one of the most sinister, darkest warnings in all of Orwell's work, but it's one that we really have to pay attention to now more than ever. Quote, the party... The party told you to reject the evidence of your eyes and ears. It was their final, most essential command. There's a video now making the rounds on social media of 24 straight minutes of Democrats denying election results. Democrats objecting to the certification of presidential elections in the year 2000, 2004, and 2016. Everybody from Al Gore to John Kerry to Stacey Abrams to, of course, the queen of election denialism, Hillary Rodham Clinton. Mrs. Clinton. That deep state menace is still out there claiming that the 2016 election was stolen from her. So will Joe Biden, Merrick Garland, and Jack Smith arrest these Democrats who made false statements and denied those elections? Will the FBI and DOJ arrest these Democrats and federal law enforcement officials who promoted the Russia collusion hoax in an attempt to overthrow the sitting president of the United States, Donald Trump? Well, of course not, because Biden, Garland, Jack Smith and the rest of them are card-carrying critical players in the corrupt political establishment, the FBI and DOJ, that were all caught, caught in the 2019 Horowitz Inspector General report and the 2023 Durham report and all of the mountains of evidence that have come forward to show that they were all involved in staging an insurrection, yes, an actual insurrection, against the duly elected president of the United States, Donald Trump. They have been running deep state frauds against Trump since 2015. Since not maybe the second he came down the escalator, because he didn't take him seriously back then, but certainly when he began to gain real traction late 2015, where it looked like, hmm, maybe we've underestimated this guy and his appeal. That's when they began the frauds, when they began running deep state security state operations against him, deep state law enforcement operations against him. They fraudulently opened up an investigation against Trump falsely accused him of being a Russian agent, smearing his reputation, crippling his campaign as well as his presidency for four years. 
falsified information to spy on him during the campaign and then after he became president and attempted to overthrow him as president. So again, they are masters of projection. They accuse Trump and all of us, frankly, on the America First uh, side. They accuse us of everything they themselves are guilty of. So all of this stuff that they're throwing at Donald Trump, they themselves have done and are getting away with. At the same time, about two weeks ago now, the same corrupt FBI and DOJ were exposed for offering Hunter Biden a sweetheart deal that would have protected him from felony charges or jail time for tax fraud and lying on a gun form. Tax charges and gun charges. You know how serious both of those are? Yeah, well, our corrupt FBI and DOJ didn't think so. That sweetheart deal would have also shielded him from any future prosecution related to all of this uh, illegal foreign money, the bribery money, the treasonous money that has come into the Biden family coffers from places like China and Ukraine and Romania and God knows where else. That deal would have shielded him from any future prosecution of all of that bribery money that came to all of them. You know what else it would have done? It would have insulated Joe Biden from further scrutiny on all of this, the bribery, the treason, all of it. If they had succeeded in getting this plea deal the way the DOJ was trying to slip it in under the judge's nose, and thank God you had a judge who came to work that day because she was like, what the hell is this? They buried it, buried it in the pleading. So thank God we had one judge show up to work uh, and actually try to equally apply the law. And she was like, oh, hell no. But not only would it have uh, protected Hunter Biden, but it also would have protected Joe Biden from further scrutiny because, again, guys, remember... Joe Biden was the reason for the international business transactions. There was no Biden brand, as Devin Archer testified last week. There was no Biden brand without Joe Biden in high office. So this deal would have protected the old man from further scrutiny, which is what they do in order to get Joe Biden into high office and keep him there, they have to protect him from further scrutiny. This is what they did. Why? Because he's, he's so many things. He's a dope. He's a hack. He's been wrong on every major issue. Now he's demented. He's always been corrupt. And frankly, he's always been a vile, putrid scumbag as evidenced yesterday as we're coming on the anniversary of the disastrous, catastrophic Afghan withdrawal, where we lost, what, 11 service members there because Joe Biden just cut and ran without a plan and didn't really care about the lives of American soldiers there. Well, we had these Gold Star mothers yesterday making statements, and they're absolutely heartbreaking. Remember Joe Biden looking at his watch? While the the flag-draped coffins were coming off the plane from Afghanistan, he could give a crap. 
So he's always been a dirt ball. So they've got to protect him. This is what they do. Look at what they did in 2020. Kept him in the basement, isolated, and insulated from scrutiny. This is what they have to do. Also, credible IRS whistleblowers have now accused, credibly accused the FBI and DOJ of obstructing the Hunter Biden investigation by blocking felony charges, search warrants, and interviews. They couldn't do the investigation, all while preventing any investigation of Biden and his crooked family. Now the same corrupt FBI and DOJ are engaged in a left-wing authoritarian purge of their main political rival, trying to imprison Trump for the rest of his life. Why? Well, at least on this case, challenging the integrity of the 2020 election through his exercise of his First Amendment-protected free speech rights. Just like the Democrats did in 2000, 2004, 2016, and beyond. But this time, the corporate media, the propaganda press, and social media lied, misrepresented, and silenced everything Trump said about election fraud. They censored it in a highly controversial election which was decided, keep in mind, 2020 was not some landslide for Joe Biden. 2020 was decided by a razor-thin margin of about 44,000 votes across just three states. But Donald Trump wasn't allowed to raise any questions about it. Oh, no, even though we've got reams of evidence of irregularities and illegalities happening in places like Philadelphia, Detroit, Atlanta, and beyond. You can't raise those questions. You must zip your lip. But remember, in 2016, the propaganda press and social media spent the next three years promoting the corrupt political establishment, FBI, and DOJ lie that Trump was a Russian agent. There's literally nothing more destructive to this country than a corrupt FBI and DOJ arresting Biden's chief political rival. Nothing more corrupt, straight up. All while on the other side, allowing everybody to skate. I mean, if we are criminalizing political speech, if we're criminalizing political let's say, lies or half-truths, we would have nobody in government. Every politician lies, or at the very least, shades the truth. And by the way, the First Amendment gives you the right to be wrong. And who's to say Trump was wrong? Again, reams of evidence of illegalities. Come on. Was it enough to change the outcome? Who knows? But this is what Trump was trying to get at. Let's do a proper investigation into these areas, into these swing states, just to see. That's all he was saying. That's all he wanted Pence to do. Send it back to the states, the states in question, and let's just revisit this one last time to take a look and see whether I'm right or wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But if I'm right, the presidency is mine, and I want it fair and square, but let's look. That's all he was asking. But now they've criminalized this. 
Look, guys, the very idea that false claims in politics or wrong claims in politics or even raising basic questions, open-ended questions in politics are now criminal acts is terrifying. It's terrifying in its Orwellian totalitarianism. Orwell was right. The party told you to reject the evidence of your eyes and ears. It was their final, most essential command. And dictators use this all the time because it's sweeping, it cannot be limited, and it has vast and dark implications for the future. Joseph Stalin, show me the man and I'll show you the crime. Well, that used to be, you know, we used to learn about that as, you know, very dark chapters and tactics of uh, totalitarian dictatorships. Well, now it's apparently the rule in 2023 America. Every previous objector to every previous election, you know, the ones that Democrats lost, should all be relieved that the statute of limitations have passed, like on the 2004 election, for example. But of course, they're not going to be prosecuted under this because they are protected. So now you have this new group of Stalinists, these unaccountable, unelected, bureaucrat, communist zealots who are, you know, billed as seasoned career prosecutors. I want to make a point about this. They are all sold this way, Jack Smith, and then go back to James Comey and Robert Mueller. They've all been sold to us as the epitome of law enforcement. You know, G-men who sit above politics, who are above the fray, would never lie. They're Boy Scouts. They're just there to carry out the law. And they have the propaganda press carrying out that image for them, executing on the lie that somehow they were above it all and therefore can be trusted. Bull. Absolute nonsense. And we all know it. They were all sold to us as objective G-men who put the law and the country ahead of whatever political biases they might have. Nonsense. We know it's all a lie. And this latest crop is just as bad, if not worse. Seasoned career prosecutors, my butt. And now they're all standing ready to prosecute whomever the people in power, the leftist power brokers, the communists, The uni party, whomever they want removed from the scene, they stand ready to do it. Oh, but Trump is a unique threat. He's got to be removed from power. Uh, You know, won't happen again. Again, bull. Bull. Don't keep falling for their lies. What they are actually doing intentionally is unleashing the furies. And yes, we are furious, but they're unleashing bigger furies here. And they know it, and they want it. They keep pushing us and pushing us and pushing us. The corruption is right in our faces now. They're not even pretending. They're not even trying anymore. They don't care. This is about the deliberate takedown of the country. This is about the deliberate destruction of the rule of law. This is about the deliberate destruction of the U.S. Constitution. They're doing it all on purpose because they're trying to provoke 
a a reaction on our side that would then justify them cracking down. And look, if they were willing to largely set up January 6th, just think of what they're willing to do to set us up nationwide. The corruption now right in our faces. They know it, they don't care, and there is a purpose to it, which is to provoke us. Just this week, we learned that Hunter Biden's former friend, all he's got are former friends. Does he have any real ones now? Doubt it. His former friend and longtime business partner, not Devin Archer, but somebody else, we're now learning that they visited the Obama White House and then Vice President Joe Biden's residence dozens of times between 2009 and 2016. Fox News Digital previously reported that Eric Schwerwin, probably mispronouncing that, but he had visited the White House and vice presidential residence at least 27 times during Joe Biden's vice presidency. But a more extensive review found that he actually made at least 36 visits during that time frame. Schwerwin was the founding partner and managing director of Hunter Biden's now dissolved firm, Rosemont Seneca Partners, when he was appointed by then President Obama to the Commission for the Preservation of America's Heritage Abroad in early 2015. Obama reappointed him to the commission in January of 2017, right before Trump came in. The number of his White House visits could actually be much higher than 36 if any of his meetings fell under the White House voluntary disclosure policy exemption of, quote, purely personal guests due to his handling of Biden family personal finances. Quote, the White House will not release access records related to purely personal guests of the first and second families, i.e., visits that do not involve any official or political business. This, according to the Obama administration's archived website. One of Schwerwin's visits in November 2010 was a sit-down with Joe Biden in the West Wing. Schwerwin also visited Joe Biden's residence at least 15 times for various holiday receptions, um, including one in December of 2015 that came a couple of days after then-Vice President uh, Biden's infamous visit to Ukraine, where he threatened to withhold $1 billion in U.S. aid if the country's leaders did not fire their top prosecutor, Victor Shokin, which they did. And of course, Shokin was the prosecutor who was looking into the corruption at Burisma, which led right to the doorstep of the Bidens. So here we have all of this, which we're just learning now, that these visits were happening at a much quicker pace, much more frequent than what they told us. Of course, they were totally lying. And Joe Biden has been totally lying for years. Oh, I didn't know anything about my son's business dealings. I wasn't involved. I had no conversations. Well, we're hearing from Devin Archer and so many other whistleblowers that not only did he know, he was at the center of it because, again, he was the reason for it. Hunter Biden, this crackhead, could not get any of these people on the phone if he were like an elementary school teacher in the Bronx. But because he's Joe Biden's son, this is the reason for all of this. The second big story that we got just a day or so ago 
The FBI lied. Uh, we are led by pathological liars. Another irony that they projected onto Donald Trump. Oh, Trump is such a liar. Really? Donald Trump is the most honest president we have ever had. Maybe all the way up to George Washington. Maybe he was our most honest, but Trump is right up there, guys. But not just our politicians, our institutions that are completely corrupt now, they're all lying and have been for probably decades. The FBI lied about the extent of its communications with Facebook regarding the Hunter Biden laptop story in 2020. This according to newly disclosed communications from Facebook. You know who's leading the charge on this? Congressman Jim Jordan. He's got the Facebook files going. We've had Twitter files. We're going to get more on all of this. But Jordan is now um, exposing a lot of what he has found in terms of the internal communications from Facebook that have been obtained through a subpoena through his committee, the Judiciary Committee. So we're getting all of this now. In a sworn deposition in the Missouri versus Biden case, FBI Special Agent Elvis Chan who is the main conduit between the FBI and big tech, claimed that apart from one instance, he was not aware of any meetings between Facebook and the FBI regarding the Hunter laptop story. In the same deposition, he also claimed that he had no internal knowledge of the FBI's investigation regarding Hunter's laptop. While the Facebook files reveal both claims to be false, total lies, An internal Facebook communication reveals that Elvis Chan had more than one meeting with Facebook regarding the Hunter laptop story, and it reveals that contrary to his claims of having no knowledge about the investigation, Mr. Chan confidently told Facebook a day after the story broke and had been censored by the platform that there was no evidence whatsoever of any foreign connection. Quote, there was no current evidence to suggest any foreign connection of the leaks. When Facebook initially asked the FBI if the Hunter laptop story was real, Laura Demlo, currently section chief of the Foreign Influence Task Force, said, quote, no comment. At that point, the FBI was fully aware that Hunter's laptop was real. Well, of course it was Adoy. So again, all a pack of lies. Everybody has been lying and covering up. And it's not just on the Hunter laptop story, but it's also on the Russia hoax, COVID. We have been snowed under with one psyop after another. Just constant flurry of lies coming from the people we elect And the elected representatives appoint. We are financing all of this with our tax money, paying all of these people's salaries. How do you like that? To add insult to injury, we are paying them to lie to us and to destroy our country and make our lives a living hell. That infuriates me to no end. There was no Biden brand without Joe Biden in high office. 
He didn't know about Hunter's international business transactions. He was the reason for them. Our great friend, Natalie Winters, who has been on this show, we got to bring her back soon. Uh, she broke a story a couple of days ago at uh, warroom.org, and I spoke about it on Fox News over the weekend. She broke a story that Hunter Biden actually served as a managing director for a company called CEFC China Energy, based in Beijing, absolutely controlled by the CCP, as everything is in China. He served as a managing director there. I mean, the mainstream press will never pick that up. Thank God for Natalie in War Room. And, and go read her piece at warroom.org. It's unbelievable. But then you wonder, hmm, well, when you put all of this together, Burisma, the Chinese energy company, and then you look at Joe Biden waging war on American domestic energy production, driving your gas prices higher. Have you been to the pump recently? Well, over four bucks a gallon now. Can't afford to drive three miles. Could that be because the Bidens are deeply indebted and grateful to CEFC, the CCP, all of the, uh, the alphabet uh, things coming out of China. They are not putting America first and America's interests first and you first. They're putting themselves first. This is treason to the nth degree, guys. Uh, one final story here before we hit a quick break. There is the judge in Florida, Eileen Cannon, who is overseeing the classified documents case. She has now ordered the Department of Justice to do something that they're pissed about, but sorry about that. U.S. District Judge for the Southern District of Florida, Eileen Cannon, issued an order yesterday pressing the DOJ about its conduct in Trump's classified documents case. Cannon ordered DOJ special counsel Jack Smith to unseal two filings and give a legal explanation as to why a Washington, D.C. grand jury is still investigating matters related to the classified documents case. Quote, the special counsel states in conclusory terms that the supplement should be sealed from public view, quote, to comport with grand jury secrecy, end quote. But the motion for leave and the supplement plainly failed to satisfy the burden of establishing a sufficient legal or factual basis to warrant sealing the motion and supplement. Her order reads... Well, at least one judge came to work today. The left is piling all over her because she's a Trump appointee, but she is literally one judge out of what, three or four so far, who's actually ruling based on the law and not based on politics, ideology, Trump derangement syndrome, or deep state instruction. She's the one. Out of all of these other judges who is unbiased and applying the law as it should be applied. Rule of law and all. So at least we have one and they're all complaining about her and want her removed, of course. So, you know, the left is all up in her grill and that's not going to end. But Judge Cannon looks like she's pretty strong here. Thank goodness. She's resisting the Orwellian command. 
The party told you to reject the evidence of your eyes and ears. It was their final, most essential command. Well, we reject this Orwellian dystopia right now, right here. This is why you come to this show. Speaking of these latest Trump cases, we're going to turn now to Kimberly Guilfoyle, and we are going to talk to her about the latest on all of this. Sit tight. Okay, everybody, listen up. We all want to be healthier, right? Well, to get there, we have to have a healthier diet, which is not always easy to do. I can attest to that. You know, that shredded lettuce in a double-double and the fruit filling in a donut are amazing, but they do not count toward the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Sorry to be the one to break it to you, but they don't. I don't always eat healthy either, but I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't, and you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens. Unlike other supplements, each fruit and each vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs, like the heart, lungs, kidneys, and the immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast and tastes so good. It's really delicious, guys, and you'll feel better with more energy and you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier too. I certainly noticed that in me since I started taking Field of Greens. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take Field of Greens. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code MONICA. That's promo code MONICA at fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. Well, I'm so happy to welcome former prosecutor, star of stage and screen, and now the host of the Kimberly Guilfoyle show on Rumble, which is absolutely phenomenal. It's such a hot show. It's so smart. It's so much fun. And I'm saying that because I watch it, but also because I've been a guest and it really is so much fun. So go and check it out on Rumble. My longtime friend, Kimberly Guilfoyle. KG, welcome back. Awesome. Great to be with you. As always, KG. And there's so much to take apart with you because I know you're on top of these uh, Trump legal cases as well. Everybody knows this is pure BS. This is the weaponization of our Department of Justice, of our FBI, and of our judicial system. You have been a former prosecutor. You know the law. You know how the system works inside and out. Before we get into the, some, some of the particulars on these cases... Can you just give us your overall thoughts on how, you know, you became a lawyer and then a prosecutor. You've seen the system. You had tremendous respect for the system, which is why you made it your life's work. Can you just tell us your thoughts on the absolute perversion and corruption of our legal system? Yes, I can. I have to tell you something. I was um, speaking with some friends this morning about it, and I said to myself, in all my years of being a prosecutor and, you know, trying high-profile cases and dealing with some very serious offenses, et cetera, I've never seen anyone get, let's call it, because Georgia's going to be the fourth, you know, four indictments. Not even John Gotti, a mob boss, 
You know, so it's like it's as if every jurisdiction possible has come up with something to go against President Trump. And it is so outrageous and such uh, really just so shameful for me to hear and see all this going on, you know, as a former you know officer of the court, that this is such a miscarriage of justice, that this is such a weaponization of the system against Donald Trump. Uh, quite frankly, by Joe Biden and Merrick Garland and Jack Smith. Um, and to me, I just, um, you know, it's a sad day for American jurisprudence, um, for justice in this country. But, you know, I am very confident at that at the end of the day, Donald Trump will prevail. This is something that's not going to stop him from running and seeking reelection. Um, as president of the United States, no matter how many indictments they do. But it's becoming a joke at this point because there's so many. Well, you know, that's the point, KG, and I've been making this on this show and, and elsewhere, that you know, if they had hit President Trump with, let's say, one bogus charge, and they kind of left it at one indictment with one bogus charge— they may have attracted enough low information people and voters to say, well, you know, maybe Trump really did do something wrong. Maybe maybe they got him on this. I don't know, right? But the fact that they got greedy and continue with this insane, destructive pile-on of Donald Trump, now it has had the exact opposite effect. Now people have whipped around and said, well, wait a minute, right? Like, maybe one charge we could have maybe seen, right, or understood, but multiple counts, like I think it's up to, what, 76 or 78 individual charges against Donald Trump with more to come out of Georgia. Now people are like, oh, come on. This is absolutely ridiculous. It's dangerous that they're going after this man over nothing. So what they have done in their greed, in their zeal to try to put Donald Trump in prison is actually awakened more and more of the American people to their crimes on their side and their abuses of power. I think they really have. I mean, now it is like it's not a question. It's like, oh, well, one case might have, like you said, attract some low information, you know, voters, et cetera, or people to say, well, maybe this is really bad. And look what he did. But when it's a pile on one after the next after the next, it just becomes very obvious what their intent is, is to try to destroy Donald Trump and to, you know, use the, you know, legal system and lawfare to try to. Um, you know, beat him at the ballot box, basically, because they can't do it, you know, on their own. So that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to, you know, distract and um, really suppress any support for President Trump because he doesn't want to face him, you know, in 2024 head on um, in the general election. I really do believe that. And I think the rest of the country is seeing that as well because it's ridiculous. I mean, I talk to people who are like liberals and Democrats. Yes, it's painful. But <laughs> they're even like, wow, this is really, this is too much. This is like not getting to be, you know, believable or credible whatsoever again. And when you look at the cases, they do not, do not have any merit to them. 
Let, let's walk through some of that because, you know, I, I wanted to start today by asking you about your impressions of the perversion, the corruption of our judicial system and our legal system and how horrifying it is. Because, yes, they are going after Donald Trump because he is the most obvious and powerful symbol of the America First movement. But in the end, KG, they're coming after all of us. I mean, you know, I, I, I was just talking to one of the Trump lawyers the other day and she's got like eight defense lawyers of her own because they're coming after her. But also you think about the January 6th defendants, nonviolent offenders who have been rotting in prison without due process. This is a complete tyrannical takeover of the entire country. But the, the weaponization of our legal system is what's particularly dangerous. Let's talk about this latest indictment and then we can get to touch on the previous uh, two to that and then the future one, which we assume is coming soon. Um, But this latest one does seem like the attempt to criminalize political speech. The First Amendment gives you the right to be wrong. It also gives you the right to raise legitimate questions. And if we're going to apply this Jack Smith standard to uh, all politicians, which we know won't happen, but then we were, we're going to have no politicians left, right? Because they all get out there and raise questions and maybe shade the truth here and there. I mean, if we're going down this road, this is a deeply dark dystopian path. Is it not? Yes, it it really is. And I just um, it's very disconcerting to see what's going on um, with this. And, you know, but again, if you look at the results of it, Monica, they are actually backfiring. Like everything is backfiring on them because he's actually gaining in the polls, gaining in the momentum and doing so incredibly well. I mean, he's up 40 points in a lot of these places. He's beating Biden head on in the um, general election. He has left Ron DeSantis in the complete dust. And in also another important point, if you look at all this, Monica, you see that each one of these indictments is like a counter programming for what was going on with Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. Anytime there's a revelation there, information comes out, Devin Archer, boom, another indictment gets, you know, brought out against President Trump. I mean, it's literally classic, like textbook political warfare when you see this happening. Absolutely. So this, I mean, this, based on the law, Kimberly, this latest indictment, a lot of legal observers are saying that this does not hold water legally at all. And if there is ultimately a conviction, it will be overturned, maybe by appellate review, maybe at the Supreme Court. But, you know, all of this... I think that's true with all of them, though. I think you do. when you go to the documents case, yes, the documents case, um, that is just absolutely ridiculous. He was 100% in the right. He has the ability under the Presidential Records Act to declassify and maintain his personal documents, et cetera. He did that. He was in compliance, but they went after him anyway. The one who wasn't in compliance is Joe Biden, who wasn't even president at the time. He was vice president, um, and, and nothing is happening to him. How can you justify that? So even if there is a in the wildest dreams a conviction in that particular case, that's going to get reversed as well by a higher court. So, you know, I just they don't have any evidence. And the Georgia case that's, you know, we're waiting on right now. Um, There's no evidence in that call whatsoever that President Trump um, tried to force someone to get votes or find votes. Absolutely not. 
It's just like the other call. What he said it was a perfect call. It was a perfect call that he was on. Um, you know, but they tried to say that he was, you know, conspiring and this was, you know, it's just like Russiagate all over again. It's one thing after the next. The problem is these things take time. And one after the next, it's like Trump was right. And he was, you know, he's been vindicated and, you know, proven innocent. I mean, you have to remember all the way back with this Russiagate thing with the meeting, they said Don Jr. had, et cetera. Adam Schiff and those people knew that there was no problem, that that was not the case. There was no conspiring um, you know, with Russia or anything like that. And they were saying, oh, Donald Trump Jr. Um, should be tried, is guilty of treason, punishable by death. I mean, this is these people are insane, you know, and that all turned out to be complete nonsense, too. And you know what? They never apologize, obviously. No. And um, no. there's no and accountability. Dollars in legal fees and stress and, you know, destruction. And that's what they want with President Trump. They want, um, you know, him to uh, be distracted by this for uh, donors not to give, to suppress, um, you know, support for him, um, to bury him in legal cases um, and legal bills. I mean, this is very expensive with each. I mean, look at this, this, uh, you know, Eugene Carroll case where, you know, he was found not guilty of rape. I mean, it's one thing after the next, but you have to defend yourself on all these fronts, you know, so it does take time and money and it's very frustrating and it's very unfair, you know, so, um, yeah, they, they just, don't uh, care. So tired. Of it. They don't care. You know, they don't care to be some accountability when President Trump gets back in, which I hope and pray to God that he does. There will be accountability. There has to be. These people have to be exposed. The corruption has to be rooted out and there has to be justice for this. And I do firmly, firmly and honestly believe when this happens and he's back in in 2024 in the White House, you know, the justice will have been uh, delayed, but not denied. It will all come to light. Well, from your lips to God's ears, seriously, because yeah. the country cannot go on like this. We cannot go on with these uh, two-tier justice system where, you know, lawbreakers who happen to vote right just skate. And America First and Donald Trump and everybody around him and, and the rest of us are nailed to the wall. We cannot go on like this. You know, your point about the Russia hoax, KG, is absolutely correct. They, When all of it falls apart, it ends with a whimper. And, you know, the country was put through hell. Donald Trump's presidency was crippled. He was put through hell. And then it ends with, oh, looky here. Yeah, no evidence. Yeah. And they're already well on to the next hoax. They don't care because the process is the punishment. So everything you laid out there, having to go to court, draining his resources, being distracted, all the stress, everything else, that is the punishment. They know that there is no legal basis for these cases. They don't care. They just want to tie him up and drain him for the next several years in all of this stuff to punish him. And when it all whimpers out in the end, they're going to be well on to the next thing. It is so disgusting and grossly unfair, but we still have to fight them. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. But and you just don't want people to give up, you know, because you, there's it can be a feeling where people go, oh, my God, it's just too much. It's never going to stop. It's never going to end. But what I think is inspirational is when they see that, in fact, Donald Trump um, is not fatigued by this. He's in fact, it's like reverse kryptonite. He's like gaining strength and momentum 
for it. You know, he says, look, it is an honor to fight for you, to stand here and to be able to take this and to push through and to beat them, beat them back and to win and to persevere. And he's very, very steadfast and very strong in his support. He really, really wants to keep going. And he's not um, upset. He's not fatigued. He's energized. And I think you see it. You know, for many, many years, you worked, you know, in his administration and treasury. And you know the man. And he really um, is one of the strongest, you know, smartest and best tacticians, you know, that I've met. And, you know, he's just unbreakable. Like, it's just true. I mean, you know, Don Jr. and I talk about it. We're like, he's good. We talk to him. We're like, okay, well, he's great. Like, we're like, okay, he's doing good. You know, I mean, we're like, we just look at each other when we're on the phone with him. We're like, all right. (laughs) But um, you just kind of shake your head and then you kind of laugh because, like, you know him. But it seems almost crazy because, you know, so many people say it to me. They're like, how does he do it? And, gosh, it's just unbelievable. I mean, like, strong People like my friend Carl Higby, who's a you know former Navy SEAL, he anchors at Newsmax. I was on with him because he goes, God, I don't think I could take it. I said, I don't know, Carl. I kind of think you could, but I, <laughs> one thing for sure, Trump could take it. You know, it's like <laughs> big, grown, strong men are like, oh man, this would get me. But um, you know, not Trump, not Trump. Well, you he's, know, uh, his it. his enemies, KG, cannot believe that he is still standing. They have thrown the kitchen sink at this man for eight straight years, and they cannot believe he's still standing. So this is their last go around. You know, I mean, they may have other creative things in mind if this doesn't work, but tying him up in court with all these bogus indictments and cases, this is, it's really quite unbelievable that he is still standing. It's a huge testament to his personal and political character. And I've said that many times. Um, Before we let you go, just uh, two final questions. You mentioned the two federal cases both coming from Jack Smith um, and and that absurdity that they are likely to be overturned in the Supreme Court if we get that far, if there's a conviction in either or both of those cases. But the two state cases, New York and we assume Georgia is coming, if there's a conviction in state cases, number one, if President Trump is reelected, he won't be able to pardon himself in those cases where he could with the federal cases. So what what is... The situation there, could those cases, how do they get overturned ultimately if there are convictions there? Yeah, I mean, they'll have to work their way up through, you know, the system. But I guarantee you this, he's going to make sure and pursue every legal remedy, you know, available. But I'll tell you, uh, some of these cases right away, like they're working on, you know, motions for um, recusal, motions for change of venue, um, motions to dismiss. So there's a lot of uh, motion work and, you know, pre-trial motions and prep that have to be done along the way, which then in and of themselves can be appealed as well, depending. So there's this is a long path. And, and somebody had asked me, and I think it's important to know, well, you know, Jack Smith is going to try to rush this and try to get this, you know, fast. It's not going to be able to. It's it's too much, uh, you know, legal work and discovery and documents and everything that need to, um, you know, be turned over and for preparation, all of the above. But I don't even think they want to rush it. I think they want to drag it out. I think they're just lying and that they want to drag this out to try to keep Trump completely preoccupied, okay, and keep him tied up 
through the general election, not just the primary. Think about that. I mean, is it possible that Donald Trump will be required to appear in four separate courtrooms simultaneously next year? Well, I mean, they can't make him do that if he's, you know, legally engaged in a a trial or a case. He, you know, whoever gets him first, they go there. They're going to have to wait their turn. It's just like when we have people charged in in multiple states with different uh, crimes, et cetera. It's one after the next. Um, So it's that's how it's going to have to be. But again, that's you don't want him tied up in one trial to the next when he's trying to campaign against, you know, uh, Joe Biden or whoever the nominee is going to be for the Democrats, because I'm not even convinced Biden's going to make it all the way through. So it's interesting. Me too. And, you know, I had the president on the show a couple of weeks ago, right before the last indictment from Jack Smith. And I said to Mr. President, you know, a lot of people believe Joe Biden is not going to make it, including me. Are you prepared for other contingencies, say a Governor Newsom or a Michelle Obama? Are you ready for that? And there was this pause, Kimberly, and he's like, yes, we are ready for it. I hope so, <laughs> because I don't think that uh, that Joe Biden is going to make it. I don't think he's long for this world much longer. Yeah, I really don't either. And I think because they're now, uh, you know, the uniparty people are letting some stuff come out against Hunter, against Joe Biden. Yep. I think they're getting prepared to do him in. Yep. We would we would never know the extent of this Biden family corruption unless the left's power brokers wanted us to know. So I I think he is on his way out and we're going to keep a close eye on it. And I hope you'll come back with the latest on this. Kimberly, we so appreciate you and your time. Thank you. I'm going to try to recover from the fact that you just said two terrifying things. (laughs) Governor Newsom. I'm Michelle Obama. That really made my day. Thank you so much. Well, I, you know, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. I know. I'm worried about that, too. But he does have a good relationship with um, with Gavin, um, thanks to me. Uh, so but that'll change pretty quickly, I would imagine. But I really hope Michelle Obama. Oh, my God. Well, anyway, you know what? I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but we've got to be yeah. prepared for the worst case scenario. And in my mind, she would be the worst case scenario. So wish, I, I do wish, agree. you know, wishful thinking does us no favors. We've got to be prepared for everything. You're absolutely right. And you're absolutely right. I just wonder if she has the stomach for it and would want to do it. Now, I know they're running things behind the scenes, you know, with Valerie Jarrett and Susan Rice and all of that, as it is right now. But um, uh, she would be very tough to run against. Yes. That is a fact. Yes. So we got to be prepared now just in case. Uh, Kimberly, you are absolutely fantastic. Everybody go check out the Kimberly Guilfoyle show over on Rumble. It's absolutely phenomenal. Great guests. A lot of fun. Really smart. Check it out. Uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle, former prosecutor, my longtime friend. I so appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless, Monica. God bless. Bye. All right. What a show. Thank you guys so much for joining me as always and for checking out our great sponsors. Coming up here on Thursday, we're going to deal with all of the latest uh, breaking news coming at us. Plus, we will have a phenomenal chat with John Katsimatidis, who is a true American dream story, went from literally nothing to becoming a billionaire through hard work and really leveraging the American dream. But does that dream still exist? We're going to ask him, can you still become a billionaire in America? Are we still the land of opportunity? That conversation, very important, coming up here on Thursday, so don't miss it. 
Have a great start to your week, and I will see you then. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.